And welcome to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. We've got a full house today. Uh, I'm David Lavake, joined by my colleague, Jim Paulson. It's been a while, sir. Glad to have you. And Krista Fleming yeah. is with us, special guest. She is the boys volleyball coach at Shakopee, and she is the vice president director of the Minnesota Boys High School Volleyball Association. On Tuesday, that association uh, went before the Minnesota State High School League Representative Assembly trying to get boys volleyball uh, sanctioned for official Minnesota State High School League as a official Minnesota State High School League sport. It's it's a thriving club sport and has been for a few years. They were trying to take the next step and fell one vote short. (laughs) And you two have followed this. uh, Well, Krista, this is you've been you've been promoting this. Jim's been following it the whole way. Uh, Can you kind of recap? what went down and, and what to make of all of it. I'm very interested to hear your, the two of you's uh, conversation. Well, thank you so much for, for checking in with us. You know, it's been a couple real crazy days. I mean, lots of crazy days leading up to the vote and, and it, it hasn't settled down. I guess uh, that's, that's the one thing it hasn't, it hasn't settled down after this, after this vote. Uh, we have, we, we had such amazing support at this meeting um, from our our volleyball community and administration of the schools. I, I, I there's just there's so many people that are, are supporting and supportive and, and we're so grateful for that, yet we're so disappointed with what the result was. I can attest to the, the support. When I walked into the uh, uh, I guess they called the Hennepin Ballroom at the Marriott West uh, in uh, Brooklyn Park the other day. With, they have got tables set up there for all the representative assembly members, the board of directors, areas for others like those of us in the media. And the back of the ballroom was packed with volleyball supporters there at, at that time of the morning. And they had that, that wasn't the first place they'd been. They'd been at a, uh, at a support volleyball rally at the Raleigh uh, Athletic Center over in Brooklyn Park earlier. So there was an awful lot of support for volleyball. I've never seen a meeting that packed as it was on Tuesday. Krista? Yeah, we, we, we just, uh, we were at the, we had a, a pre-vote rally and it's mo- mostly because we had so many people that are asking, how can we support? What can we do? You know, there's such appreciation for what the work that Jenny, Walt and myself have, have really put into, into this. Um, it's, it's been a labor of love for sure. And it was so nice to have people share that because it just keeps us going. And we sat there at this, this pre-vote rally because everybody's saying, well, what can we do? And, and, and we didn't want to be just, we didn't want to be disruptive to the process um, by having some sort of uh, event on site because it, it, that wasn't our goal. Our goal is to, to support. And we knew that they were having other events happening at the, at the hotel as well. So we, it was perfect to be at, at the Minnesota Select Volleyball Center. And, the kids showed up at like 6 15 in the morning and we're out there playing volleyball and you know conversing with each other i mean it's just it's just a really interesting tight-knit group of of kids that can be competitive um, with each other but yet they'll be out there and somebody will have a great kill or a, a, a stuff block and they'll be the first one to say oh my gosh that was awesome you just stuffed me and you know it's just a fun a fun mixture of of things so we were there early and um, lots of good support and got to have hear from some of the coaches and some of the kids. And I just, the kids, I can't, I can't reiterate how impressed I am with these kids. Uh, you know, we, we go through so many times and I have two sons of my own, both playing and 
we talk about how we don't know what's going to happen, what is going to become of our youth and the millennial and ge this generation entitlement and all those types of things. And I, I just continue to be amazed over and over again by the kids that are in our program, at least um, our league. They, they've gained so much confidence. I've watched these kids start from you know, a point where they wouldn't say two words to now they're standing up and speaking out and it, they want to do stuff. They want to be a part of these things. We just have to give them the venue that's important to them. Krista, one of the things that made boys volleyball uh, such a high profile issue was it's important to some marginalized communities uh, in, um, in our school system, particularly a big, big Asian American following. It's very popular with uh, Asian American boys. I know that uh, when you guys did a poll at the start of the year, that 54% of the, of the 1,400 participants um, identify as, as boys of color and 41% of the total participants identify as Asian Americans. It's huge in the Asian community. We had an awful lot of support there. Um, can you talk a little bit about that angle, but I, is this failing them in any way? I mean, you look at the vote, you need 67 or 65, 66.6% two thirds to pass. This still had 64% of the vote, almost 65% of the vote say yes, but because of high school league rules, it didn't pass. Can you talk about how, how frustrating it is to be this close and particularly for those Asian American boys who are just looking a chance to you know, find themselves included in the school and identify with their school, which is what high school athletes is all about. Kids getting invested in the school, give them opportunities. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is a huge piece, a huge piece of it. And, I'm going to start with 90% of the kids playing this spring, whether whatever their, their ethnicity is and their diversity or whatever their race, 90% are not engaged in another sanctioned activity in the, in the spring. And that's huge. Like all we hear about is how kids aren't engaged. They're not participating in sports. They're not participating in their school. And here we have 90% of them coming out and doing this, that, that number alone, depending, never mind the um, socioeconomic side of it is incredible. But talking about that part specifically, Jim, the parents and the players of those families in that culture and that community are devastated. Uh, we, You know, their, their culture is not disruptive. It's not to, to um, make waves, but their kids, I mean, we left that meeting and, and the kids were sobbing out in the hall. I, I felt like I was at a funeral. I had kids coming up to me and incredibly respectful. No one booed. Everybody just let out a sigh of disgust, you know, the sigh of deflation. And they walked out and, and Jenny and I were there and we, we just wanted to be there for the kids. And I know that they see us as, as pretty strong people and to have us look the way that we did with our tears and our frustration, it, it was just, it was, it melted our hearts even more because we're, they wanted to comfort us. They wanted to support us. And it was, then they went back and they told their parents and they were in the, in the parking lot crying because they don't know where this is going to go and what they, they have never felt something like this before. They've never been a part of it. They never wanted to go to school to actually do their studies because they get to play because they, they have to do their studies in order to play. There's, you know, there's all those engagement things. And that's a big, 
it's big for all parents, but it's a very important piece of the culture for the Asian community as well. And they see that as value to their, their kids. And so we're hearing them. Um, I don't know where, where that w- will go, but we, we know that they're very frustrated and it's, it's ironic because here we are, um, it's um, Asian Pacific American month. And there's a lot of uh, stories that are being told uh, across the state. And I, I think it's across the nation. I don't think it's just our statewide, but on the news, the night of the vote, um, Channel 11 had this, this story on Hmong in Minnesota. And the story was, was about a, a family that traveled, that, that they've been following for 20 some years from, from Laos that came over here and what that all, you know, what it's meant and what they've done in their culture and how they've adjusted into our community and all these different things. And I, I sat there watching it thinking, this is just so ironic to have this be the topic of the day um, with, with the things that we have going on and how our community in Minnesota statewide is changed to, to be such a huge population of Asian Americans. And I don't know, I, I, I can go on and on because I've learned so much from being with these kids and so much, I feel like they've learned from me, I've learned from them um, and their families. Uh, I, the parents that come up and, and talk to me and, and they have translators, by the way. I mean, their kids are translating because they don't necessarily speak English or don't speak well uh, English. And they're, they're trying to be, to learn. And that's the part where we need to have compassion because we have this volleyball community of women's sports that's very high level. The women's volleyball is just, it, it's so established and it's so amazing. And then we have the boys kind of inching along in, in the background and they, um, it, it's like when the cross came in, it's brand new to so many families and so many people and, and how that works. And we have to be patient and compassionate and trying to help them learn what what it's like to be in a gym because their kids have never been in a gym. What it's like to be volunteers because they've never been volunteering, but they want to. What it's like, it, it, and it just brings so much more to our community as a whole. Um, and and that's, that's the piece that when we say we don't have enough people to work, we don't have enough people to, to do the jobs that are out there, we don't have all these things. We need to tap into the places that people want to be a part of so that we can bring them in and, and they want to engage. Um, and this is a place that we see that engaging. We've got kids and coaches, I, I mean, that have gone through the process already in the last four or five years, and they're back in the system refing, they're back in the system coaching, and those are where we have the needs. Those are the needs. That's where we're failing to have enough people. And so this, this is growing that. The officials, uh, we work with Brad Auberg at Metro Officials, and they have been association, and they've been incredible in teaching and mentoring officials going through. I, I, I just, I can't say enough for all these, these great people that are the behind the scenes people trying to teach officials how to, to, to really be patient and not just be, you know, incredibly strict, but have that fine line of, okay, this is we're, we're teaching, we're learning and to a certain point, And then we go on and those types of things. So I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but there's just so many things that are happening that we never, that, that are never asked of us by the Minnesota State High School League either in the two minutes we get or whatever that is, we send out information, but we don't know if people read it. We, we try to engage and be collaborative and, and it hasn't happened. 
uh, unfortunately. And we saw that as a result in our, in our vote this week. And people are questioning the validity of the vote. Uh, Jenny and I are, we're moving forward. We have a, a league to run. We've got a state tournament on June 15th and 16th. And we've spent more time than we really even should not paying attention to the boys in our league. And, you know, we've gotten by just fine. We have a great league going, but we'd always think how much better could this league be if we were spending as much time as we could just on that and not having to go through all the, the other rigmarole that we're going through. And, and so, I, I mean, we left the meeting, you know, disheartened, all these things, but we came back and we got on our computer and there were teams that had games that night. And guess who's the people, who are the people that have to make sure that keeps happening? You know, there were issues with, okay, an official couldn't make it to this site. And, and because the, there, it was some weather issue or something along like that, we had to change sites for somebody else. And, and we had to take care of that first and foremost. And so that's, you know, those are the important things that, that have to be taken care of first. And, and the, the, community, I guess the community out there, um, we're hearing as we take care of these details, they're coming to us saying, what can we do and how can we help and, and where can we go? And, and we've said, it, it's, it's not in our hands anymore. It's in your hands. And the parents, the administrators, um, they're the ones that are questioning. They sat there, they watched, they, they saw, they heard, um, we're just going on with what we need to do with our league right now, because that's, what's important to us. Not that it's not important that of what's hap what happened, but we, we can't let these kids down. Um, they've been let down. They sat there, they were de defeated and we need to make sure that we, they know that they're important. You know, Chris, one of the things that jumped out to me and I'm going to, you know, be a little bit opinionated on this, that it seemed like so many of the administrators were, um, resisting to their bottom line, to the details, the little things that they have to deal with. And like Kua Yang, the athletic director at Home Roma Park had said, who was, uh, came over, his family came over from, uh, I, th I think there were, was a Cambodia and he came over as a Hmong immigrant and uh, came over in 1980. And uh, you know, he said athletics and academics helped him assimilate to uh, American lifestyle. And he tried to give back, now he wants to give back um, to his community. He's the athletic director at Como Park now. Uh, talked about the fact that it's all about the opportunities for kids and you hear that all the time from the high school league from the athletic directors but it sure seemed like a lot of these athletic directors deflected more to it's gonna be too time consuming it's too much for me to do this too much to try to do that and and i think that's kind of what is frustrating for so many people i know that you and jenny and walt and the others that had, had gone to try to promote this had gone to great lengths to try to answer the questions of than the issues and the concerns that these athletic directors and administrators had. And so many of them didn't seem like they even really paid much attention to the answers that you had. I mean, they were worried about if there's going to be enough uh, facility space. They were worried about the bottom line, which is always a big issue for an athletic director, how much it's going to cost. Um, they were worried about Title IX issues. All these issues that could be could that you had answers for or remedies for, and they didn't seem to, be, to care too much about those. I think that's going to be one of the more frustrating parts of the, the uh, whole day is that you seem like there's a lot of ignoring the bigger picture for very basic specifics and, and details. Yeah, it, it's, it's very frustrating. Uh, it, but on the flip side of it, there's administrators like Russ Reitz who spoke up and at ADs, I'm gonna say specifically, Russ Reitz, 
Matt Hansen, who's he he was there, but he he was he didn't speak. He's our shock P um, athletic director. There are some amazing athletic directors, Kula Yang, that that are out there. And I don't want to anyway discredit what they're doing because they the people that a lot, most of the people that have programs for volleyball right now have somehow gone above and beyond to support their school, their, their kids. And they've been amazing. And I, I want to make sure that we, we know that and we support them because their job is hard. Their job is really hard and they are taxed in so many ways and they need more support. Uh, I, and I fully agree with that, but at the same time, their job is also to make sure that they're getting kids involved and they're figuring out these ways. And if, if the ADs can't do that on their own, they need to go to their superintendents and their, their school board and their districts and let them know that this is what's happening in their athletic department. And that's what's disappointing that a number of these had the opportunity to do that and had the opportunity to talk about all those things and, and maybe didn't. And they didn't engage with us. We, we reached out to everyone um, on the representative assembly, we attended 12 of or I was it 13 of the 16 regional meetings. We have put ourselves out there a time and time again to understand their concerns too, to see how we can help address them because we're on the ground and they, they have other things that they have to be attentive to. They've got their state tournaments that are in session right now. They've got their eligibility. They've got things that they have to deal with. We know that, but the good ones engaged us the really, really good athletic directors engaged. They asked questions. They told us their concerns and fears. They, and we told them, don't talk to us, ask your own peers, call your own athletic directors that are doing this and see what they have to say. Um, and, and so I can only hope that they did, but when I sit in this meeting, it doesn't necessarily sound like that. Last question, you guys have put in so much time and effort over the past few years and doing this, I mean, this two years in a row, you've been shot down disappointingly. Um, where do you go from here? Are you, is there going to be an effort to do this again next year? Do you feel like you take some different, uh, as there different tactics you're, you're looking at approaching? How do you, uh, how do you look at this next year? Cause I can't believe you're willing to give up on this issue. It's, there's too much passion to many people that are involved in this. It means too much to too many people to just let this slide. Where do we go now? I honestly can't answer that today for you, Jim. I, um, you know, I don't know where we can go. Uh, this, this process is so challenging. Um, and giving up is not where we, we want to even consider, but we don't know. We, we honestly don't know. We need, we need time to, to regroup and we need messages from the people that are in the member schools of, of what they, they want, because clearly that's where the process is. And, and the process is, is a little archaic. Uh, I don't know that that helps or hurts everybody. I don't know what can be done with that, but there are people in, in positions that are, are questioning the validity of, of, of the process. And that's not, for Jenny and I to do, that's for the people that have, have the, the position to do that. And the parents, I mean, the people that, that pay the property taxes, that pay the bills, that pay the, you know, the budget line item that goes to the Minnesota State High School League, that it's, it's all kind of there right now. And um, we're going to just support the kids right now. That's what we know. We're going to have the best state tournament that we can possibly have. And we invite 
anyone and everyone to come and join us in Shakopee the 15th and 16th of, of June and see what this is about. Uh, we've invited the administrators in the past and, and we know they're busy, uh, but we've got games happening every single night of the week right now. And you can get to something. We've got, they're streaming, you can watch it, all those types of things. See what it's about. See the people that come out to the community and, and we're gonna, we're gonna keep working. We're gonna, we, we are, we're gonna keep working on things, but we just don't know the answer specifically to that right now. We, we, do, we just don't know because, um, you know, Jenny and I, as these ADs say that they're overworked and, and, and everything, Jenny and I also have our own work. This is not our work. This is our passion. I own a business. I own a building in Chaska that I have two businesses in that I, I've had to divert from. I've changed a number of things there. I, I do property management. I, I, I'm there. I've got a, a, an issue going on with that right now. And so I, I'm, I'm going from thing to thing. And today, Jenny's at a land development meeting as well. She's got another whole life that we got to try to balance into this. And, um, you know, we want to be there as much as we can, but we don't know where this goes because we, we can only... We were here to prove that there was interest. The interest has clearly been proven. Um, so that's all I can tell you. Well, Jenny, thanks for, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, Krista, thanks for taking the time to be with us. I appreciate it. Um, it's, it's definitely, it was a disappointing vote, but I can't say enough for the two of you, the time that you put in and the effort that you put in to, to get this uh, uh, in the sanction. And it will happen someday, as most administrators say, it will happen. Yeah, but the question is when. So right. thanks for everything. You've got some other issues to take care of. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Jim. We just appreciate being able to get the message out to the greater population and, and your your messages and, and information that you've put in the Star Tribune and have been very 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 diplomatic they they show both sides they talk about the issues we know that there's there are concerns but we also know there's a way to get through them so thank you for all the time and, and efforts on your part too